I think everyone in their life has people that trigger us, right? Every person, doesn't matter if it's a mom or a dad and you're an adult child, or maybe it's a child who triggers you, maybe your partner triggers you, maybe someone at work triggers you. But there are things that we need to be aware of when we're being triggered so we don't go down the pathway of arguing all the time. And, you know, arguing can turn into an addiction. Oh, my God, I've been in that space before. I've been in a relationship before where arguing became the mainstay of the relationship. And it absolutely sucks, as you can imagine. It's terrible. It's ridiculous. And sure, I had a role in it. And that's why I do these videos, you know, because I see the mistakes that I've made in the past and I don't want other people to make them. So when someone triggers you, they know what they're doing. When they push your button, they know very well what they're doing. There's no hidden secret here. When they bring up something about, uh, you know, that you're always flirting with other people or that you have sex with other people all the time or whatever it might be, whatever triggers that they say that gets you upset, you know, we need to have a response. And the very first thing that I ask people to do when they're in triggered mode is to understand that we need to write down a list of people who trigger us and what are the triggers. And I'm being very serious here. This is step number one. If we don't write down a list of people and how they trigger us, when they do come into our life and trigger us, we're not going to be prepared to do anything about it. But see, we're being proactive. We're looking forward. We're saying, I know I'm going to run into my mom. I know I'm going to run into my dad. I know I'm going to see my brother and sister, which I don't get along with. I know I'm going to see my partner tonight, and I don't get along with him or her. You know, so we write down all of their names, you know, mom, dad, sis, brother, partner, kids, et cetera, next door neighbor, former best friend, whatever. We write their name down, and then we write down what they say or do that triggers us. What do they say or do that triggers us? So we want to get a good idea of what is it that's bothering me? What is it that's creating this instant response on my side? And then after we figure out who the people are and what they say to trigger us, then the third part of it is, say, is there a solution to this? Is it possible to sit down and say, hey, mom, Every time I come home, when you try to make me go and see Mary, who I went to high school with, and I haven't seen her in 40 years, it makes me kind of frustrated. You know, like, could you, when I come home, I only want to come home and see you and dad and blah, blah, blah. Could you please, when I come home, not call Mary and let her mother know I'm coming because it's a trigger, mom. When I come walking in the door, you say, oh, Mary, can't wait to see you tomorrow. Mom, I get really upset. So is there a way to stop that? Now, let's say that mom says, oh, you know, Mary, you guys get along so good. No, we'll just do whatever. You only come home once a year. We'll do it once a year. Well, now you got to make a decision. And this could be a tough one. If it's a big trigger, you may say, mom, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll come home, but I'm not going to come home over the Christmas time because Mary's home then and you're going to try to get us together and blah, blah, blah. In other words, there could be a solution. But what if there isn't a solution? What if you say, hey, you know, I, I'd love it if you would quit saying that I'm having sex with everyone because I haven't had sex with anyone but you. I just went through this with a client the other day. His partner is claiming every night when he comes home from work, I smell perfum perfume on you. He goes, yeah, I work in an office with women. Oh, who did you screw today? I mean, it's just constant and it's a trigger. And he gets upset, right? Because he's innocent. He gets upset. He's frustrated. So then we had him do this exercise. And let me tell you the end result. So he writes down, my wife is my number one trigger. Why? Because when I come home multiple times a week, she's claiming that I'm having sex with other people. What can I do about it? Well, I've tried to explain it, but she won't listen. So what's my other option? Complete disengagement. When someone says something that's a trigger for you, the number one move is silence. 
complete silence. When you don't respond to someone else's trigger, over time, they're going to get bored doing it. They're going to be bored saying it. Now, you can also make a decision that I'm going to only spend 10% of the time I normally spend with these people who trigger me. That's that's fine. You may say, you know what, I'm going to get out of this whole situation with these people because it's just one trigger after another. So I'm not going to hang out with these two or three people anymore. And that's fine, too. The first case would always be to try to explain, hey, can we sit down and have a conversation? A lot of times that doesn't work, especially if it's very sensitive things. So then secondarily, we do the writing exercise I just said, so we get our mind focused, and then we disengage. We may say something like, you know, honey, every time you bring up the fact that I am having sex with women in the office, or I'm doing this or that, you know, of course, it frustrates me because it's not true. But I can't argue with him anymore about this. So I'm just going to drop it and let it go. I'm actually going to go for a walk. And when I come back, let's switch the topic and do something else. Or I'm going to go for an hour car ride, or I'm going to do something else. Disengagement is your best option when logical speaking won't work. There's a lot of couples I work with that cannot speak logically to each other. One of them gets upset right away. One of them loses their cool right away. There's other couples I work with that will do great for a while. And then if someone feels they're losing ground in the discussion, then they'll throw a trigger in just to get the other person off base and frustrated. It's not necessary. Let me help you learn the perfect art of communication the perfect art of disengagement when it's necessary, the perfect art of decreasing the amount of time we spend with certain people if it's a constant trigger. Emotional regulation is what I'm talking about. I've been teaching this for 40 years, for God's sake. Ram Das was one of the teachers that really introduced me in 1980 to true emotional regulation. Shutting down is not being passive aggressive if you're standing there next to the person or if the person is constantly doing something that you've asked them not to do. You're not ghosting them. It's not passive aggressive. If you've asked someone multiple times, don't bring up this fact because all it does is put us in an argument and they keep bringing it up and then you disengage. You're doing everything perfectly. There's no passive aggressiveness. There's no uh, escapism. It's you've tried to communicate logically. They've refused to communicate logically. So now your next step is just going to disengage, walk away, take some time, break it off, and then always get help with a counselor. Whether it's me or someone else, these kind of things are difficult to work on. Listen, I have a therapist when I run into problems in relationships, so there's nothing wrong with reaching out and asking for help. Go to talkdavid.com. We've got specials going on right now because of the inflation and everything else, and there's four free books you can get. Those books could help you. They're absolutely free. And there's tons of videos there as well. Sign up for the YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're putting YouTubes out all the time. I want you to learn exceptional communication skills. Decrease the stress. If it means that you can heal the relationship by disengaging, awesome. If it means you disengage and the relationship doesn't heal and it has to end, awesome. At least you both will be free and you won't be living underneath the hell together. Doesn't that make sense? That's just pure logic. Join me at uh, po- at the podcast, buzzsprout.com. Just Google David Essel. There are thousands of videos and thousands of podcasts, hours and hours and hours. If you need me, I'm at talkdavid.com. Until next time, have a beautiful day.